can't get rid of us. This is Becca Martin-Brown. I'm the Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And we had Bob Ford and Martin Miller from Theater Squared Captive, so we thought it was a good time to go ahead and talk about the new space. I'm going to shut up and let Laura Hightower talk <laughs> because she's actually walked through it. So have at it, guys. Well, just to give the broad strokes, it's 50,000 square feet. Is that right? 50,000 square feet. That's right. Between two, the two buildings. Yes. Two, two theater spaces. You mean that includes the apartments behind yes. as mm-hmm. well? The apartments for your visiting theater artists. Mm-hmm. Two theaters, whereas right now you're working with one. Uh, a dedicated 1,700 square foot rehearsal space, mm-hmm. which is a new, will be new for you guys as well. Um, you're about 80% fulfilled on your current capital campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, approximately $34 million is how is the price tag on this whole event. The project cost for the building is $31 million, and we're seeking to raise another three for a new trust. So we've raised 80% of the project costs. Um, we're also working separately on that trust campaign. And it's been really amazing to see just the enthusiasm in the community. This is a this is an area we're an organization that's just over a decade old, and to be doing a campaign of this magnitude, um, it just shows how far the folks who really love the idea of this region having its own professional theater, um, not one that you get on a plane to go see, how much they care and how much they've been willing to help support it. Um, but yes, uh, fifty thousand square feet, two buildings. Uh, one of which has the two theaters, a rehearsal space, uh, production workspaces, including a scene shop right behind the theater, a costume shop, um, a company room that brings us all together instead of where we were, have been, which is scattered all across uh, creation, <laughs> putting together these shows. Um, that rehearsal space you mentioned, and also on the corner, crucially, and this is kind of core to the identity of the building, an open all day, three-level commons, which includes the new commons bar cafe and that area is almost all glass yes so you can and you mentioned during the tour that it's uh, a particular glass that's non-reflective so that you can see inside from outside more easily and that was deliberate in order to sort of foster that sense of community and that sense of we welcome everyone in and it can be a hangout space even when there's not an event going on that was, i mean one of the crucial fa- uh functions uh, of the new building for us had to be breaking down the wall between our larger community and the idea of theater to begin with. Just, you know, there are a lot of people who think theater is not for them. They just don't even, they make that assumption. And so um, wanting to make sure that the building was not one of the things that made you feel that way, but quite the opposite really invited you in. So, I mean, my, my hope is that somebody will kind of hang out there for you know, get their coffee, make a habit of doing some work on their computer in one of the little niches, and then finally get around to saying, I wonder what goes on in that other space. <laughs> what goes on through those doors? What's that thing over there that says box office, you know, and, yeah. and trick people into to, uh, <laughs> seeing theater? Yeah. Today, um, Architect Magazine published a piece um, which includes their impressions of the new theater square. They sent an editor to tour the building under construction. And the headline of the section about Theater Square is a theater that lures the public inside. Um, And it talks about, uh, it it calls the building, it it describes it as glowing. And Mm -hmm. it says, it talks about 
what it means to have transparency into a rehearsal space from the outside, what it means to have an open all day cafe bar that's lit from within at the corner. And I was so happy to read it because it's exactly what animated us. We went and looked at these theaters in the UK where they just have a different concept of uh, theaters as public buildings. It's they're supposed to be community spaces. Uh, at least that's how they conceive of them there. One of the best bars in London, the Cut Bar, happens to be also the lobby of the Young Vic, you know, and there's a huge amount of uh, collision there in the most productive of ways between those functions. People are waiting for their tickets, they're buying a cup of coffee, they're meeting people to just chat and show it off. That's what I think people will do in this space. It'll be when some, somebody visits you from out of town, you know, you know the places you bring them because you want to show them that, yeah, actually, no, Northwest Arkansas really has it going on. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be one of those spaces, yeah. uh, from the board-formed concrete to the three-level skylight in the commons uh, to just the feeling of those theater spaces. It's going to make people proud. Let's talk about the theater spaces a little bit. I, I um, loved that they're unlike any theater spaces I've ever seen before. The Black Box Theater, as you mentioned, is not a black box. It is um, has a lot of fly space, which is kind of unusual for a black box. It has a giant window that can be utilized, you know, during a performance, or it can be blocked off if it's not needed. Um, and the West, is that the right? Yes, the, the, the West, West Theater. Um, I could go on, and they're both beautiful spaces, but that, you walk in and it's just so hard to sort of reconcile this enormous stage space, enormous fly space, and then you turn around and it's like, the, but the audience is still right there. They're not way up in the rafters. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how determined you guys were to keep that sense of intimacy and also a little bit about the circle mm -hmm. seating that, that's new to the theater? That, that that was so deliberate and intentional. And one of the, one of the very first conversations we had with Charcoal Blue with uh, our theater planners, um, Andy Hales, their principal designer, said, you know, you want to start with where you are now, what people love about you now. And he said that while we were, while we were standing in the space that we're in now at, at Nadine Baum Studios, which is a very, um, a very intimate space, and figure out what it is about this space that literally that makes it so intimate. And one of the things about that space is that it's the house, the seating is, you know, six rows deep. And we wanted to keep people, you know, 30 or 30 feet from, is it 30 feet from the, uh, from it's really the back? It's really close. <laughs> it's really close. So yeah. how do you do that? How do you preserve that while adding? We also wanted to add, you know, 100 or so seats. Right. Um, so one of the ways we did that, first of all, there was a lot of ways to do it because we were actually designing the theater from you know, from scratch, as opposed to kind of cramming, shoehorning it into that space at NBS. But the other thing we did was um, something that I think is going to make it feel even more intimate, adding this circle level, which uh, is not that much, it's just above the heads of the people on the, on the stage level, uh, is a two-row circle level that kind of embraces that mm -hmm. um, and suddenly you have another you know 75 seats mm -hmm. all still in in that same space um, we didn't realize how different our audience experience was from so many audience experiences there are a number of small theaters in the u.s most of them you know you've got 
uh, rows of seats, and then at the end of those rows of seats, there's a stage, and it's scaled appropriately to a small theater. Basically, you're lined up and you're looking at it. It's like a TV on your wall, right? We had, as a result of the shape of the space we were in and through evolution over time, we created this wacko, wide theater space <laughs> where you are sitting and you're only six rows deep, as you noted. Um, but the stage, they showed this to us by laying a plan for the Royal Opera House over our performance space to show us that the width of our performance space equaled the width of the Royal Opera House stage. So we have this incredibly wide playing space and an incredibly shallow audience seating. And they said, now, of course, when you go over there, you'll you can be, you know, let's make it look more like a typical thing. And we were kind of like, no, we like that. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like everybody yeah. who comes to a show, it's like going to, you're in the first seven or eight rows yes. of a Broadway of house. Royal yes. Opera. Everyone's yeah. getting those $300 tickets. Yes. You know? yes. Uh, these days it's $900. i am sorry to <laughs> oh, tell you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's the top ticket price for Hamilton? I think it's in the thousands. So. Yeah. yeah it, the idea is not that you've scaled the stage with the seating. Right. The idea is that you're in this wide angle theater experience. It's like you're, it's like Omnimax theater where you have to look from left to right to follow the action. Um, that is really atypical of an intimate performance space. So I think actually it's going to be a template for people mm-hmm. um, who can, you know, reach the level of their aspiration for this, for this different kind of theater experience, which is immersive. Intimacy was always our watchword. I think immersive is just as key. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the design choices, like right now in our current space, you walk in at the same level as the stage. You could walk right onto the stage. Some people do. Um, in the new venue, that's entirely the same. When you walk in, you are at the level of the stage, and you could walk onto it, uh, which means actors can come right in those entrances during the show, and they will. Um, but that's important because we wanted it to feel permeable between the artists and the audience, like a, like you're in a shared space. Mm-hmm. And he knew I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I have to jump in. Mm-hmm. And also say that you've done shows like Noises Off. Right. That shouldn't have been doable in the space Absolutely. you're in. Yeah. Oh, but now, as you said during the tour, the possi- production possibilities are limitless with the yeah. space that you have and with the configuration. You don't have to say, we can't do that show. Could you do Phantom? I, there are very few shows you could not do in that space. In fact, I can't think of one. Yes, you, you could do that. Phantom. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, the, there's, of course, the challenge of the fact that you've got um, 275 seats, right? So the bigger you scale the experience, the harder it gets to, econ- you know, the economy of it, where you are, it's such a special experience for those people in the room. But that's why living in an area where people understand that supporting this matters, you know, almost two-thirds of our budgets, our budget comes from contributions. That's why we can give you this massive-scale experience in a shoebox because, um, you know, this area supports a high-quality artistic experience being accessible. So when do we all get to walk through it? What's the opening date? We will have a campaign event in June to acknowledge our campaign supporters, and then our first performances and our season kickoff event um, will be in August. So August is the month when the doors will be open and anyone can walk right in. Uh, but we'll also actually be inviting people who subscribe to the season for sneak previews over the summer. Um, they'll be able to kind of preview the Commons Bar Cafe and uh, wander around before the general public comes in. So just another reason to subscribe, I may note. <laughs> so before we get out of this, Bob, how does it feel 
When Theater Squared was born, the only attempt at a professional theater company in Northwest Arkansas had just gone belly up and it had done it ugly. <laughs> How does it feel 10 years later to have this building about to open? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. I, there's, it's hard to put into words. It's like you were, it's, it's like walking around inside your dream. Like you had a, you, you dreamed something up that was impossible and now you're walking inside, around inside of it and it's even better than you had imagined. Uh, I, I constantly, and, and Amy Herzberg, who was, you know, one of our partners in starting the theater, she and I walk around and just pinch ourselves all the time. It's just, uh, can't, can't describe it. Um, the, yeah, and the possibilities that this opens up um, are, are amazing. And, and, yeah, and I, I, think, I think our first season is going to already start to give us that sense of what's, what's possible. And it feels so exciting to think of those first days in August because it's really not, it's just, it's not for us. It's so for you guys. Wait till you walk in there. Um, I hope everyone walks in and understands that they own the place, because they do. <laughs> it really and it's really humbling too. Yeah. You know, it, because he because Martin is right. It really isn't for us. This really is something that has grown up in our community, around us, and we just get to participate in it. Thank you all for talking with us, and I can't wait until it's time to get to see it. Hard to, Hard to believe. Hard to believe.